Welcome to Energy Unleashed, a unique podcast that kicks off each episode with an energy update of an actual client healing session from Suzanne Worthley, a full-time intuitive energy practitioner and holistic healer. Suzanne openly shares real client challenges and fears from health issues to personal relationships to ghosts and land hauntings to death and dying and more. Directly following each energy update, Suzanne invites co-host Kim Hess to join her in Unleash to present the human perspective, share real life experiences, and offer professional energy tactics to help you navigate life here on Earth and beyond. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Energy Unleashed episode where I am Suzanne Worthley, energy practitioner, sharing lots of my client stories with my friend Kim Hess, who we're going to bring on in a minute and unleash all of this information even further. I am super excited to talk about this one because this kind of a thing or something similar to it can happen to almost anybody. So I'm super um, excited to be able to unleash it with Kim and get her perspective on a lot of this stuff. As a practitioner, my clients allow me to share their stories. And I'm so incredibly grateful because we all get to learn from each other. And it doesn't even mean that I have to have the same exact situation or experience or belief, but we certainly can either just take this as entertainment or I can learn something from it and grab what we call a golden nugget. So as always, take what resonates for you and your truth and toss the rest. And we're not here to absolutely change anybody's belief systems on anything, especially when it has to come with that God package of spirit. So that said, this was a new client for me the other day. Um, I did not know much about her at all. She informed me that she was a Reiki practitioner. Now, Reiki is a certain modality of energy work that basically uses uh, the hands more. It's a hands-on kind of a modality. They do a lot of attunements. They use uh, symbols and things like that. I don't do any of that work. Uh, it doesn't mean that anybody's better or not as good. I, I'm more of a quantum worker. I do everything telepathically. I just, um, you know, it, it's all the same stuff. I mean, energy is energy. It's just a different way of doing it. But that said, the, this client was very, very well aware of energy and very well aware of how the energy works out there. She also works not just on humans, but she also does a lot of Reiki work on animals. So she was pretty adept at understanding how this universal flow works. And she had been taken to her knees, if we want to say it that way, with a horrible experience at a expo. She went to, I would assume, some type of a metaphysical expo of some sort. And she walked into a booth just, you know, that's one of those things where you're just having fun. And she walked into a booth for a psychic read from a medium. And, you know, I can't knock anybody that's a psychic reader or a medium because I do both. And it's not what I put out there as my thing that I am, but I am a medium. I do talk to dead people. I do channel. Everything comes through my body. And yes, I can read tarot cards. It's not what I do on a daily basis, but I can't really knock anybody that's a psychic because I do all of that stuff. But we also need to remember that there are all different kinds of people in this world and there's all kinds of different practitioners. So how this played out was this poor gal who was my new client got information from this reader that was super disturbing for her and very, very um, dark information, dark stuff that had her so concerned for a really good amount of time until she finally got referred to me. And 
I, I, I was kind of sad right out of the gate that she hadn't gotten help earlier because she was very, very upset about all of this stuff and it was really driving her to a state of fear. And so I was kind of like grateful that she got some help even, you know, to to get her on track with not being so scared. I right out of the gate told her that I am not here to be your truth. Um, as I said, even in the podcast, I am not here to be anybody's truth. I will give you the information that I get, and it's important that you discern it from there. This is actually what was the problem in the first place, in my opinion. She went to this psychic person, and she got information, and she did not necessarily use her own essence, her own body, her own inner knowing, her own inner voice to discern if this was something that was her truth or not. And I'm going to tell this story from the perspective of going to a reader and getting a psychic read, but this information is no different than I'm getting told something from my boss. I'm getting told something from my partner. I'm getting told something from the neighbor or my sibling or, you know, my brother. It's it's very important that we understand that just because someone's telling me something about myself or around myself or around an experience that I'm involved with, it does not have to resonate as my truth. And this is part of the personal responsibility that we're going to unleash when Kim comes on in a little bit here, really talking about personal responsibility of owning our own truths. Because especially when it comes to a reader, a psychic reader only gets the information coming through their body from wherever they find it, but it comes through their own personal lens. We have to remember that because every single psychic reader, no matter how clean you are, is going to be bringing that information through what we call their personal eyeball lens, my own paradigm, my own tweak on things. And this is critical for us to remember because it can skew how the information comes out. So this is why the personal responsibility really lies not on the reader, but the receiver. And you can give your client all kinds of information, but when I do reads, I'm not saying I'm wonderful and fabulous and doing it right either, by the way. It's just that when I do it, I do my best to give my client all the information I possibly can, and I leave it with there is so many potentials. There is so many ways that this can work out. There's so many ways that you can take this and do this. There's so many, you know, energetic ways that you can push this this way or not push this that way. And so these are all personal responsibilities, especially when you're going to someone like a tarot reader or a card reader or a psychic medium. And when it comes to the information, Yes, sometimes things can sound scary, but I do also my best to not make anything sound scary and to keep my client in power. And that is not what happened here. This was the weirdest thing I had heard come out of somebody's mouth that they had gone to a reader and heard. She was told she had a DNA entity. I don't even know what that is. I I don't even know what that means. I don't get it. I mean, I'm doing this work for a really long time. Um, she was told that she had an entity that was wrapped into her DNA somehow. And she felt like she was cursed from this. And this psychic had this really negative spin on this, that this was really a bad thing and that it was really, you know, completely overwhelming her and changing her. And it, it took all of the power out of my client that I was now working with. 
in terms of like, she felt like this was just something that, that, that was it. That's the truth. That's it. That's what I'm left with. And first and foremost, I don't even know what that means. And Kim and I are maybe going to have to <laughs> unleash that a little bit because I don't even get it. Um, but this is what happened to her. And when we give our power away like that, when she heard that and she chose to believe in that, this is what happens when we give our power away. We we check out of our own meat body. We don't necessarily discern it. And we, we then make it our truth. And this can happen, again, in very many ways. This does not have to just happen with a psychic read. This can happen with my boss comes in and reams me for this and tells me I'm not good enough for that. And my partner does this and, you know, gaslights me for that. And my sibling, you know, brings up stuff from childhood and says that. And all of my power is taken away. This can happen from outside of us, from any kind of a person. But for some reason, when we have a psychic read and we're not necessarily connected to our own guidance and our own higher self, it can be really scary. And I have had lots of different clients come to me that have been traumatized for many, many, many years because of something that a psychic told them. And I and it just breaks my heart when that happens because it is never my goal to leave a client that came to me for anything in mediumistic or tarot or any of that stuff to send them home with something making them feel bad about themselves. But this is indeed what happened in, in her case. Um, so if I hear something about myself from an outside person, it is my personal responsibility to discern that it is my body that can tell me inside if this is a truth or not for me, if I am connected to my body. So our fear gets in the way when we're not connected to our body. And we then start to listen through filters of our emotions, our program beliefs, um, you know, what we're told by others, picking up on fear out there in the world. And, and then it just escalates, everything escalates. And then the fear just takes over my entire body. And we forget our inner knowing. We don't discern with our meat and bone and then we're just stuck in this loop pattern of fear. And then it becomes an actual reality. So this is something that, you know, the curse is something I find a lot of people talk about in my world too. Oh my goodness, someone told me I was cursed. Someone told me my lineage has a curse. Someone told me that, you know, I'm never going to be able to get away from this or change this. And that is simply not true. None of that is true. We have 100% free will to change anything in our mind and in our paradigm of the divine mind, which then starts the thought pattern to come into matter. And so when we believe in something like a curse, what we do is we feed it and then it becomes real. When we believe we have an entity in our DNA, we can make that really become real and ultimately really create havoc in our actual biology. And so fear is the power that is underlying here, not love. We all have experienced loss of power somewhere in our lives. We've all had somebody take our power. We've all had the crappy teacher, the mean coach, the maybe screaming dad or the screaming mom. I mean, we've all had these these situations in our lives as growing up where our power was 100% taken away. But we can choose if we choose, when we choose, how we choose to re-examine any time what does that mean now? What does power even mean to me now? And this is something that's really huge because I also have had instances in my life, and we'll talk about this with Kim too, in terms of what are the instances in your life when power was scary? What does it feel like? And what does it look like? And what does it sound like? What does power mean? 
And a lot of times we have these anchors inside of us that are really negative connotations of power and it limits us. And this is very important for us to examine and look at if we choose to move through this childhood stuff. We can shut down so much in terms of how we grow and how we experience life because of these old narratives. And this is what happened with this poor gal. Um, you know, we get to maintain our own true self power at all times, but it isn't going to happen without us doing the work. Most often we move through our life as easily, you know, with, um, in terms of our power, because we're scared of it. We, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to stretch. I'm not going to take the risk. I'm not going to be too powerful because I might hurt somebody. I might screw up. I might this. And so we live these really limited lives sometimes. And I was even doing that at the beginning of my psychic journey. And I was terrified at the beginning that I might hurt somebody and I didn't want to get too big. And I didn't want to, oh, I'm trying too big because then the bad guys would see me. And, you know, I played that whole game for a really long time. So I'm not saying that this isn't something that most all of us do, but power is very important. Power is part of our essence. Power is part of our birthright. And it is fueled in one of two fuels, either love or fear, period. And that's all there is. There is love fuel or fear fuel, period. And so it is really important for us to review our beliefs about power and find which fuel are we using and how does that directly relate to my free will choices? How do I feel about free will with my power? And I always get to choose, but with that choice comes consequences. And consequences aren't something that we think about a lot of times. We always put a spin on bad to consequences. There's many consequences that are good. There's many consequences out there for our choices and our free will choices that really elevate us to a great space. So we can have great consequences. We can have wonderful experiences from our free will choices. But again, we always think, oh, consequences means bad. This is scary. So back to the client, this doesn't only happen at expos. This can happen in a healing. This can happen in, you know, a conversation. This can happen in uh, a Reiki session. Like she said, uh, energy work is not about fixing somebody. This is not about making somebody feel bad. This is not about, I'm going to, now I'm going to go to the next healer and she's going to fix my DNA and she's going to get that thing out of me. This is about you taking your power back. We can get a golden nugget. Like I said, at the beginning, we can get a golden nugget from this experience because this is understanding that every single one of us has a negative belief narrative in there. Every single one of us still has this nagging little thing. Life is scary. Things aren't good. Stuff can go bad. Somebody can hurt you. You're not good enough. You don't have enough power. So we get to, if we choose to examine, what does that mean? How can I flip my belief system? How can I examine this and look, am I in fear or am I in love? These lessons are around us every single solitary day. They can come in packages of abandonment. They can come in packages of I'm not heard. They can come in packages of I'm not good enough. I don't have enough stuff. I don't, not safe. Um, these lessons of not enough are all wrapped up into this thing of being scared. And this really rocks our root chakra. This really changes how our physicality holds this stuff. And I am telling you, if this woman would not have gotten some help, she would have truly believed that this 
entity was in her DNA, and quite possibly she could have created anything biologically, physically, in her meat and bone body in a matter of months, because that's how powerful fear is. So it is a personal responsibility that I'm going to unleash a little bit more with Kim in terms of this is our job to be able to go, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand what you're saying, and it doesn't feel like it's my truth. I do not need to walk away from anybody at any time anywhere, not just a psychic, at any time, anywhere, and say, okay, you just told me my truth and now I'm stuck with it. So, I mean, isn't, seriously, Kim, I mean, I know you're over there biting your lip because you don't even want to laugh at how silly that is. And I'm not making fun of psychics because I am one, right? I mean, you don't get to make fun of the psychic and you're not saying anybody's bad or horrible, but what the hell is that even supposed to mean, a DNA entity rap? I have, it just sounds really scary. I don't know it what sounds it is. terrifying. And I can't imagine getting that information from somebody. That sounds that... terrifying to me, and I do this work. I don't even know what that could possibly yeah, be. Right. But you know, it's, what's hard about hearing something like that is that um, I think we're all, we, were, we, we all go through this. It's like going to the doctor. I'm going in. I want you to fix me. Yeah. All right. My thyroid obviously, you know, tested bad. Now fix me. Right. And medication's thrown at you and you go on your way. That because you think you, you're but, broken. Yeah, I mean that Right. And it it it's that minds, you know, switch to say you are in charge of what's in you. You created the thyroid mess in the first place, so own that. You oh, know? I did. Oh god, it's been years of Oh my god, you just took that, that literally. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um yeah, I wasn't no, I wasn't <laughs> meaning that literally, but boy, did you just take that on a platter. I am I am not giving my power away on that one. But oh, that's yeah. funny. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, it's you know, when you go to a healer, where you go to, like me going to you, yeah. you know, for healing, I'm not coming in to say, fix me. I'm working kind of in partnership with sure. you to say, all right, let's make sure that my energy is in a good place. And what do I need to do? Right. You know, and what what should I be working on that's going to help, you know, uh, stay in balance. It's almost like you go to the healer or the person or the whatever to get your power back online. You need the assistance yeah. to help get the gas back in the tank right. is really all you're doing. But, you know, to to first and foremost, lay down that kind of a, I don't know, I don't, I don't even know what the premise behind that would be. Like, what was the goal behind that? You know, first and foremost, DNA is our, it's our basic blueprint. It's our blueprint and our structure. It is the blueprint that says in our home, I have a window here, therefore I have a window here. It's the blueprint in my body that says I have cancer, I don't have cancer, or Mm -hmm. I have, you know, whatever, right? So it's the blueprint. It's the instruction set. How does an entity wrap itself in that instruction set? Well, I suppose energetically, energy can do anything. So I'm just going to give this person the, the benefit of the doubt that an entity can infuse itself anywhere into the cellular structure. It can indeed put a dis-ease on the cellular structure. And and maybe it's just the verbiage and the actual way that the presentation of the information came forward that was sounds so horrific, because maybe what it meant is there was an energy block or, or there was something holding it hostage or, you know, there's a million ways you could look at this, right? Well, so, I mean, I'm not going to totally say that person yeah. was wrong and crazy. It's just such an odd thing to say. But what does that do? What that does right now is starts to say, oh, shit, I'm not in charge of my biology. I'm not in charge of my 
instruction set. Somebody or something and an entity is always scary because that's what movies tell us mm-hmm. is going to change my innateness, my my genuineness, my beingness. And that to me was astounding that someone would give that much power to something. Well, I think we have enough sci-fi movies out there and weird things that, that <laughs> you know, you, you it's like almost anything's possible. Anything but, is possible. So I'm, to I'm going to say it is possible yeah. that there is an entity that has entered your actual system mm-hmm. on an auric basis. And whether it's wrapping around the DNA, technically, I don't know that's here nor there, and I don't care. But it is a possibility that an entity can enter your field and your aura and your body. Yes, that is an mm-hmm. immersion. Yes. I mean, have I even done exorcisms? Uh-huh. Has that been entered into their body? Yes. So is this a possibility? Yes, I guess. It's just an oddity on how they phrased it and how they presented it. But to get it into the DNA, to me, is just very odd, an odd way to present it. So to me, this says, then I have no chance. I have no anything. And I'm here to say, and why we're sharing this one is you always have a say. You always have a say from your higher self and something that is foreign and not mine in my system. I, by universal law, have the right to remove. I was just going to say that it's universal law. It's universal law. Maybe we could talk about that for a second because, um, I, I, I think most people don't understand that that law exists no matter what it is. If it feels evil mm-hmm. or non-evil, whatever, you have that right. Yep. You do not belong. You were not part of me. We are designed with sovereignty and we have the right to call that out and that disingenuine, non-integral entity energy by universal law, meaning the way that the universe works, the makeup of the universe, mm-hmm. the yin for the yang, the black for the white, the balance out there, it it has to respond to the call, to the heed, and you know, and heed the call. And so this is important for us to understand because most people don't even think like that, much less call it out. We'll talk and about command it because you have a you have a phrase, and I it's not coming to me right now, but you've you've had situations where you've had to call out that law. Yeah. Right? And what do you say? I actually use a phrase from Lisa Renee, who's a gal that I study from energetic synthesis, and she uses a phrase, I am God, I am sovereign, I am free. And that tagline of that universal trinity line, mm-hmm. I've used that. And um, in fact, it's tattooed on, on my arm. It's tattooed well, on my really arm. Convenient. It's like cheating on a test. You can just like, oh, yep, that's what it is. Funny part is, is when I did <laughs> tattoo it on my arm, I could feel it. Like it burned. It didn't burn like the normal tattoo. It burned when I would do energy work for for months. It burned when I would do energy wow. work. Like it was igniting. And it has been my trinity call out, meaning I'm God, I'm Saturn, I'm three. It's the three. Mm-hmm. It, trinity is important. And it, it just calls down like you, you don't know, you absolutely don't have anything to do with my truth. And you need to get out of my space because I am the one that's in charge basically is what it is. Mm -hmm. And so these are important lines of energy that we get to believe in because they are Mm -hmm. energetically speaking, very real in the universe and the God source. It is real. We don't get taught that we get taught all kinds of silly laws. We know that we have to wear a seatbelt. We know we have to stop at the stop sign, but nobody teaches us about a universal law to have negativity out. I mean, come on, you know, so (laughs) and, and we have that. I mean, a lot of people are victims. And so you're never in charge of your own yeah being your own truth because you're you're 
um, used to being the victim. And, and tell, this can don't, happen to me. Don't think for a moment that if you're feeding that you have a DNA entity, you will be sick in two seconds. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine. I will never I forget. Imagine. I was at, talk about personal responsibility with psychics. I was at a gallery reading one time where this guy told this poor little darling girl in the back of the room, you know, she just raised her hand and wanted to know something very general. I don't know. She was just this young little thing. And he blurts out un, unsolicited and unasked for and un anything. I mean, it was just so wrong. He blurts out, well, I don't know. You know, we'll talk about that in a minute, but you need to know that, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're lining up for a heart attack within the next year. Your heart just has so much darkness and so much black. And, and I can almost guarantee you're going to have a heart attack within the next couple of years. The girl's like 20, you know, and maybe she was, but he had no right. Like, mm. no, no, no right. She never asked for it. She didn't ask for that information. That was so ethically wrong. I mean, he's going to get his karmic kick in the ass from that someday. And he did it to me as well. Um, he he told me unsolicited. I asked him um, something about, oh, gosh, I don't even know what I asked him. It was so completely unrelated. Um, like, what planetary system do I resonate with or something dumb like that? And he literally said, I just want you to know that you're... Um, you need to go and get your breast exam done because I see cancer. And I said, I didn't ask that. And he said, I know you didn't, but I'm telling you that I see that. And this is going to be this year. And you are going to, you know, really have um, a pretty easy time with it. It's going to be a lumpectomy. And, you know, he went on and on. And I was just like, you have got, my face was like, you have, and I was so pissed. I was so pissed because I knew that he was instilling fear. And I said, well, ironically, sir, I just got my exam last week and it was fine. And he goes, well, then I think you better do one again because they missed it. And I said, oh my God, this is when I was 55 years old. It was my birthday, in fact. And um, that ass threw all that down on me and I know better. And I still had tinges of fear for a really long time. Yep. It's still, it still worked its way in like a worm into an apple. And here I am 61 years old and clean as can be still, you know, and, um, I, I was so angry after that because what a psychic can do is they can implant that thought pattern. And then I was able to pretty much dump it and pretty much let it go. But like I said, it still wormed in here and there. And then um, this little gal had no context, no capacity. Mm-hmm. She wasn't a she wasn't a practitioner. She didn't even get it. And I can guarantee you that she went home terrified. And God only knows if she manifested oh a heart gosh. attack. You know, this is what happens with really shitty readers. There are crappy readers. There's just there's crappy contractors. Mm-hmm. There's crappy roofers. There's crappy you know cooks. There's crappy everything. And there's crappy psychics. And so this is very important for us to be able to go. I stood in that room and I said, oh, there is no way. You are completely, first and foremost, unethical. And I did not ask for this. And you brought forward something that was not even entertained or embraced or invited. You have no right. And I was pissed. And I wasn't scared. I was pissed in terms of you don't get to do that. So I went right away and started working on myself immediately following that. But, um, you know, we need to understand that I don't think it sounds like this particular person was trying to be super malicious with this gal. I don't have any idea. I don't know the intent. She didn't really give that information. But most ethical psychics would not leave it at that. Most ethical psychics that are going to literally give that sort of a uh maybe even like a open window concept thought to that mm-hmm. would really bring that full circle and empower that client and say but 
this is what you do with this, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, most ethical readers and people that work in this field would not leave that person in that regard. In but, my opinion. Well, then how do you know? I mean, how do you... How do you know they're ethical? Right. Like you don't. You don't. And so what, as a... How do you know your contractor is not going to wreck your floors? I know. See? <laughs> you got to have a recommendation. That's my thing. You need a recommendation on somebody or, you know, at least a couple of people before they come in yeah. and work on your stuff. And that includes yourself. Yes. You know, so just walking by a sign outside on the sidewalk you know, psychic reading, you know. And I mean, there's those instances where you're out with the girls and you shits and giggles and we're going to go get a read. Mm-hmm. I get it. I don't think it's walking into the sign, Kim, as much as it's the sign person, the person inside the sign, inside the office is saying this thing and my body is going, hell no. No, you have That's to listen just to ridiculous, the, yes, you know. Instinct. Okay, all right. Because I just, I have always, and it, it's my upbringing, I'm sure. <laughs> all that little Catholic, all the Catholic in. you don't do oracle cards you don't do this you don't oh my do god that, those know, those evil rider cards right right do you and still you don't believe that still though no oh okay oh no because you do rider cards oh yeah okay yeah yeah I mean you do million cards but I mean do you, are you comfortable with rider cards finally what do you mean rider cards rider weight the actual original rider weight cards are the ones that look scary i mean oh, they, they do yeah, look scary yeah. but you, they they only look scary because of the time period i mean the time period when the artwork was done mm-hmm. and the way that they were constructed it goes with that time period and so but gosh i remember being catholic and thinking those are so evil and yeah. now i just now i you know i mean take a look over my shoulder how many oracle cards and tarot cards are sitting back there you know scads of them so exactly yeah. no i have a lot of oracle cards I I, I don't have the writer cards um, myself. Yeah. I've not learned to do true tarot. True tarot, yeah. Um, Obviously, like this gal maybe but, didn't either. Yeah, right? <laughs> I would like to do that sometime, but I have not. So, yeah. yeah. We had another... But I'm comfortable having a reading if I know... The person, too. Right. Yeah. And again, I think what's so important for readings is, you know, there was another instance I've told many times when I teach about a really, really reputable reader told me that my grandma was going to die. And I was, she was in a nursing home and she was in her 90s. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I ran back trying to, you know, tell me everything that you need to. And she's like, what are you doing? You know, and I didn't want to say I just heard you're going to die. You know, so I was skirting the issue and having these really dramatic moments with her. And it was just and I went home just consumed like, oh, crap. You know, what am I going to do? She died. 10 years later. Oh my gosh. 10 See, years later. You just cannot. Yeah. And so it's a God's will. It's not. It, it yeah. is. It's the free will of the individual person. Mm-hmm. And that higher self of my grandmother might have been in a frequency where the reader picked it up that day. But again, this reader should have, in my opinion, if they're, if the ethics are there, is said in, in this moment in time, the, the potential energy show this, but remember your mother or your grandmother is in charge of her free will. You know, she can change that at any time. And so these are the caveats that are, I think are super important to find on a reading. Mm -hmm. And so, but I mean, gosh, you know, my siblings, there's six of us in my family and we do sibling birthdays. And one of our most fun ones was New Orleans and it was my sister Sarah's birthday. And we all went to New Orleans and just did, you know, I mean, we just, hit the square <laughs> and you know you've got every reader under the sun I right? can't imagine you and your sisters actually in the um cemeteries yeah holy buckets. oh my god New Orleans was such a blast <laughs> and so full of so much bunk yeah. you know and so much 
disingenuine crap and in being psychic ourselves several of us it was just so funny and we're walking up and down the square and we're trying really hard to decide which sister's gonna go my brother was there too all of us were there and so we did like a family read one time and then we did you know individuals and then of course all the siblings would be like a galley behind trying to see if the psychic's on or not right and and so we kept walking by this one called um her name was actually Fairy. She called herself Fairy and she was dressed like a fairy. She like had the wings and the whole nine yards. It was the shtick. Of course, you got to have a shtick down there. And I couldn't decide which one I wanted. And this fairy kept staring at me when I walked by. And we played this game for quite a few hours. You know, we were down there a long time. And fairy kept trying to lure me in, lure me in. And I I don't know. And I knew something wasn't right. And I think that's sort of why I acquiesced to, you know what, I'll, I'll go do fairy. And I think I was the last sibling to be read. And everybody was, like I said, gallied behind me. And Fairy proceeded to do the most bullshit, bogus read ever. And my siblings are, I mean, physically smacking me from behind, you know, like they're punching me from like, you've got to be kidding. Like, why are you taking this? And I just, and I knew she was full of crap. And, and I also knew that she was doing it on purpose. I knew that she was being malicious. I could feel it because she knew that I knew. She knew that I had strength and power and she knew that I was psychic and therefore she was dicking with me. And I'm like, what would make you even do that? So instead of doing a counter and doing anything to rebut it, I just kept accepting it going "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm," and letting it go through. It was like like moving through me like Swiss cheese because I wasn't going to give her the satisfaction mm. and the power of rebunking anything because that's what she wanted. She wanted she wanted more power. It was a power play. So there are creepy psychics out there just like there's crappy contractors. It's very important for us to understand not everybody's ethical. And was I going to listen to any of that? Absolutely not. In that case, nothing stuck. Everything went through oh like the big gosh. holes on cheese. Wow. So, you know, but siblings wise, we laughed our butts off all the way home. I mean, that one was hysterical. So what is that? Draw the line in the sand because, you know, the other person's psychic. So I'm going to have one up on you and then we're going to have like a slap down. I don't even get that stuff. So these are really weird things that will happen out there. And who's to say, you know, maybe she was higher than a kite. I don't know. I mean, you know, it was my personal responsibility to pick her. And I did because I thought something was weird and off. So, I mean, it was partially my not fault that's not what I'm going to say Mm. partially my um, choice you know Mm. and my consequence but yeah we can learn a lot from these sorts of experiences but this taking of power doesn't necessarily have to be a psychic is what I really want people to understand from this story yeah right no it can be any situation right you know um, whenever you hear something from somebody let's talk about childhood yeah you know, whether you had the, the bad teacher that told you you're a terrible reader. Right. Really? You, you carry that with you your through all of your grades. Life. Because you think you're, you know, you've heard you're a terrible reader. Right. It's the same thing. You gave, I, the power was given away to that teacher. And we will, we will hold that with anger. We'll hold it with resentment. We'll mm-hmm. hold it with all kinds of really strange things. And we'll feed that narrative either known to us or unknown to us for our entire adulthood until if we choose to wake up. Right. You know? Yeah. And it, I mean, it's parents, church, you know, you've been told something and, yep. and I had a nun that was really, we all not, had a not nun. very nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you know, the old nun that hit you with the ruler, right? You carry that stuff with you because um, you don't know any better. Yeah, and you don't know how to protect yourself from that, or or to say no, you cannot do that to me. I'm no, it's my truth, my body, my love. The problem with the childhood loss of power is this: when I have the nun. Mm-hmm. or the father or the uh, it could be a sibling it could be mm-hmm. anything when i have that exchange and that that loss of power anchored inside of me okay this is how i package power so one of two things will happen as i grow and i adult i will fear power because i match in my little it's like the matching game I always think of those little matcher games that you have when kids you know the two kitties match and the two you know those little little games they match in your brain your brain matches if I pull up power what matches is my dad being yelling and loud if I pull up power I match it with the nun being nasty and mean okay so I match I match in my head this is what power looks like so then I have choices I pull up and I see my dad being nasty and mean so I can throughout my life, then choose another choice to go, I'm going to be just like my dad, or I'm going to be nothing like my dad. Mm. And so then we will be scared of power. And I keep the whole family safe. And I walk on eggshells and my job becomes no one's going to have to deal with it. I'm going to save everybody from being around dad's power, make sure that I'm the one that keeps it all under control and no conflict and no nothing. So I create this whole other persona, because I'm terrified of that power. Do you oh, see how that? Oh my gosh, that's like, because that everyone goes through that, right? I, everyone. We don't examine what what does power look like, feel like, smell like, taste like. We don't examine that, so we're scared all the time of our true power. On the flip side, I might do exactly that. I might equate match your game again. Power is mean old nun, so I'm gonna be mean when I grow up because that's what's powerful. I'm gonna like hit you over the head with my form of a ruler because (laughs) that's what happened to me. And I'm going to pass that along because that's what made me powerful because she was powerful over me. Now I can do it over somebody else. And then we become the abuser. So we can take it to that extent also. So we create these, these personas, these Mm -hmm. stories of our life. We create all these things because our matcher game is doing something in our head. Gosh, that's, I mean, I, I, understood giving power away to a certain point, but growing up with and holding on to those anchors is so significant. Right. Because even your whatever choice you make, I'm I'm not going to be like that nun. I'm not going to be like my abusive father mm-hmm. or and my my father wasn't abusive by the way <laughs> i love that you I added to it. I, that. I could so I see your eyes you can, like, your oh, little shoot. eyes just when i gotta add that in really <laughs> quick take that out. um you know that you you carry those those anchors and so the choice that you make to you know of, of who you're going to be yeah and living every day in fear of those things especially if you don't want to be those things exactly Right. That that's harder, I think, than if you decide to be one of those things. And let's even take it even a little weirder and unleash it a little bit differently, because you can also twist it to, okay, and then the mean, the mean nun. So I'm going to be the nice person. I'm going to be nice all the time. I'm going to be nice to everybody and everything. And then my persona starts to become I'm nice. I'm nice. I'm always nice. And a part of me doesn't want to be nice. A part of me wants to go get in trouble. A part of me wants to be an asshole. A part of me wants to scream and swear and get drunk and get in trouble and get arrested. But God forbid I do that. 
And so then I'm scared of the scared. Now Mm -hmm. I'm scared of the scared of something that I am not, but I want to be. And it just keeps going. Do you see how crazy this gets? So crazy. So crazy. Yeah. It's very difficult because when we give our power away, we don't be full. We don't be fully. I can be nice, but I can also be an asshole. That doesn't mean I be an asshole every day. But if I choose in that moment in time, I will take the consequence of being an ass because I'm choosing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean I have to be that. I choose that. And so these are important empowerments for us to understand that we get to, if we choose to, be all of it. And Mm -hmm. this is when we become whole. This is a really important thing for people to understand because people stay in these little slices of the pie and I'm, I'm the nice one or I'm the mean one or I'm the crappy nun or I'm the whatever. Okay. And then we don't get the fullness of who we are. So it's, it's really important then to understand all of your archetypes. Like, what are you? Yeah. Everyone's more than one archetype. And we play them all the time and we change them all the time. And the different ways that we play it, when you're conscious of that, you can actually step back and say, oh, gosh, in this situation, I'm going to decide to do this differently. Yes. Where and you before- can pick an archetype just for the moment. You know, and an archetype, by the way, for those that might be listening and not knowing, this is kind of like a um, a, a, a pattern of something, mm-hmm. like a, a template of something. I can be the hero. I can be the savior. I can be the victim. I can be the controller. Mm-hmm. And just for that moment in time, I can pull down hero if I want to. But I don't always have to have hero archetypes. So we can come in and out of archetypes. Most people, however, have an archetype and they hang on it and that becomes their storyline. So that's hard too. Yeah, that's yeah. really hard to change. There's also another element to loss of power when we're watching this stuff as we're small. And so let's say, for example, I do have the abusive loud dad and then I have the frail little mom that never stuck up for herself. And and I, as a child, will also have a reaction to the frail little mom. I will hold resentment against mm-hmm. her because I wish she would have spoke up and been there for us and protected us and done something for us. Or I feel sorry for the mom and I see her as a victim and I don't understand she chose to stay in that relationship. So the ripple effect of loss of power goes even further out and this is really something that's important to also examine because I will also then hold resentment throughout my life for my mother I will like are you kidding you never stood up for us you're just a weak piece of whatever and blah 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 and this will start to create all kinds of dis-ease in the body and then I'm going to try to gain power by being much more assertive and much mm-hmm. more of this and I'm overextending that yin for that yang that that pendulum swing because I don't have any balance it isn't in there do you right. see going back to balance and it's really important in those relationships especially if they were not good you know with your with your parents or um, family members, grandparents, whoever it might be, yep. to, to really go back and if you can um, understand how that relationship was dysfunctional, but then to forgive yourself. Yes, and sometimes and, them if you choose. And forgive them if you choose. And you don't have um, to. And, and to figure out how to move forward in that relationship because when you hold on to that, like you said, that's that's when you get sick. Yes. That's that just sits in your body and, and it, it turns, becomes just turns into gunk. Gunk. Yeah. yeah. And then it's, gunk it's becomes sickness and then sickness becomes death. And that's mm-hmm. the way that all works. So mm-hmm. we need to understand too that that none of this is set in stone. Nothing in our entire existence in our reality is set in stone. If somebody tells me something is in my DNA or something has taken me over or I have a curse. You know, um, this is something that we will feed until we make it a reality. 
And just as easily, I can dump that and I can choose to some, do something else, believe something else, and I can have the consequences either way. So mm-hmm. free will is very, very important for us to understand my truth of the matter when I heard him say that I was going to have breast cancer when I was 55 was you are wrong. And until I see something on my breast, you do not get to step into that storyline. Mm-hmm. First of all, I didn't ask for it. Second of all, you know, and and how unethical for someone to throw something down like that. Right. So you know, what, what are they gaining from that is what I often wonder. What is the crappy psychic gaining from that? And I'm not bashing psychics because I am one. It's not, it's not that he's a bad psychic. He's just a bad person. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, he's going to throw down that kind of information at a cocktail party or out to lunch with somebody because that's what that is. It's about his ego. And it's weird because in the long run, he's never going to be validated. Mm-mm. He's not going to know I come back the following year and go, you were right. So why does a person even hold that stuff? I don't know. I just, I think the person's probably very unhappy in their own life. Truly. And, and wants other people to be unhappy with them. And pull that frequency down for everybody. And it's the low frequency that's taking you and keeping you in that lower um, body frequency. It's kind of what I get with this client. I get that she just got a bad psychic, you know, mm-hmm. you just got a bad psychic. So, well, and I didn't know, cause I never really spent time thinking about curses. Yeah. Again, I wasn't brought up to <laughs> believe in that. And you know, when you talk about going down to Louisiana or down to the, yeah. it's like, Oh my gosh, seriously. Um, curses, curses. can be very, very real. They mm-hmm. can be very, very real. Why? Because we make them real. And do not underestimate the auditory part of this. If I start to tell somebody or I talk about a curse, or I'm audibly going into making that lines of energies even thicker and more clear and more real, you know, the more I share that story, the more that this happened, Mm -hmm. the more that that stuff comes back. I mean, I had an instance years and years ago where I had some really bad energy go on in a haunted place. And I reached out to a guy and he said, stop telling the story. This was at my very beginning of my, of my days. And I said, I just couldn't shake it. I had to do this and I had to do this. And now I'm really scared. It's going to come back. And he goes, stop telling the story. (laughs) Because you're telling it again. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not giving the details because the details were the killer. And I was, yeah, I mean, it was like, right now, stop. Yeah. And so it was like. Oh, you mean the more I tell the story, the more it keeps solidifying. And it was like, duh. But I mean, I didn't even get that. This was a long time ago, obviously. But this is important because energy in the law of attraction does not know that you don't want it. And think about all the families, the family lines that think that they're cursed. And it goes from generation to generation to generation. Well, think of DNA, period. Think of this gal attached to my DNA. DNA in and of itself is one of the most powerful things that we create my family all has heart issues i'm probably just gonna have heart issues well of course you did you just set it up (laughs) of course you are of course yes you are are. yes and you know what the more you talk about it yes you will you know (laughs) and it happens all the time and it was so cute just recently my husband um has something going on with his hand and he has this really weird claw hand thing going on and we're all like what is that and why do you have it he goes Oh, I researched it and studied. It's in our genetics. And I said, that's a bunch of crap. And he goes, no, it's not. It's in, it's very much in genetics about the people that come from, and he like talked about half of Europe, you know? And I'm like, oh, for God's (laughs) sakes, you got to be kidding. And all our kids are sitting in the room, right? And my kids are all like, you mean we have that in our genes? And I said, only if you make it in your genes, trust me. 
And I said, and the other thing is, is your dad also allowed it to get to this extent. He could have prevented that or circumvented that, you know, seven years ago until mm-hmm. it got to claw hand and now he has to have surgery. So these are all things that we can be very aware of. Yes, I have a history of breast cancer, but I don't give it any mm-hmm. um, feed. Or yes, I have a history of diabetes, but I am very careful with my sugars already. It's preventative and it's mm-hmm. taking care of yourself and it's not feeding that narrative until it becomes a reality. So mm-hmm. it's similar with the curse. If I believe that my family line is cursed and no one's ever going to get pregnant, we're all going to lose babies, I will miscarry because I'm scared. Right. That's what I'm going to do. You're carrying the fear. Yes. Yeah. And you're repeating the story. Exactly. Oh my gosh. That's so amazing to me because I never really have talked about curses. I never really. And well, think of how there. powerful they are, especially mm-hmm. in New Orleans, for God's sakes. And, you know, all of those places and, and mm-hmm. all of the voodoo and the hoodoo and, mm-hmm. you know, is, is, uh, is poking a voodoo doll real? Well, yeah, because Why? Because you're putting the intention in and you're, it's no different than me sending out healing energy on a remote healing call than someone sending out negative energy on a voodoo doll. It's the same exact thing backwards. So is it real? Hell yeah, it's real. Mm-hmm. Do you have to let that into your field? Absolutely not. Because the minute that you start engaging in that, you know, and I did have a psychic vampire years ago, um, was very angry at me regarding a business deal that that went awry. And she threw down like curse energy where I could feel it oozing into the room. And I mean, it was something that was beyond my knowledge base at that time. And I would just simply be going through my day and all of a sudden the whole energy of the room was like, what is going on? And I didn't connect it or equate it to her right out of the gate, but that was like full-blown psychic attack, curse energy going on. And I was very, very um, proactive and that's not going to happen. But again, if I didn't have the ability, the knowing, the skill set, the understanding, the awareness that I have, that would have consumed me. I just don't understand why, well, well, uh, it's no different than other professions, like you said, but that why you would want to hurt somebody that way, you know, and, and, and put that out there. So it's no different than mean girls in high school. It's, it's taking in power. Yeah. Mean girls in high school are doing the same thing. You know, you got ugly hair. I'm going to bully you online. Mm -hmm. It's no different. We are raised in a society where we tear each other down just because it's fun. And it isn't fun at all. It's only feeding your screwed up self-esteem narrative. And it's all backwards. It's a flip. It's a phantom matrix. And so we're backwards. Everything's backwards. But these are very real things that were taught at a very young age in different packages. So So wouldn't that psychic that sent out the bad Ooh, negative <laughs> doesn't it come back at oh them? yeah does and i mean when you think about karma when you think about yeah um you know the that negative energy has to exist in them too yeah like, and in this case i i heard through the grapevine that she's very very ill oh, so boy. you know wow. like i said yeah. you know what uh, goes out comes back <laughs> sometimes tenfold <laughs> so yeah these are really important things and i think this whole power thing 
We're scared of our power. People are scared of power because of, again, the package that my matcher card says. That's a really good visual to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. What does my little matcher card do? If I see power, I see what? If I smell power, what does it smell like? If I hear power, what does it hear like? You know, is it loud? Do I hide? Do I stand up? Do I cower? Do you know, all of these things are important examinations for us to go, oh, that's what my power looks like. Now, Mm -hmm. I have choices on how I can reprogram what power looks like. I can do a really lot of work and go find things that make me powerful in joy and powerful in expansion and powerful in success and powerful in all kinds of ways. And then I reprogram my meat body to say, oh, this is what power feels like when it's infused with love and it's infused with happiness and joy and giving and receiving, et cetera. So we have every capacity to retrain that stuff. We are never, ever stuck in some situation that is non-changeable because energy only changes. Well, and I think it's important then to find, you know, uh, for anybody who is not understanding what their power is, Mm -hmm. you know, to be working with, you know, healers like you, Mm -hmm. um, in, in understanding it because it takes, it takes a lot to change that around. And And remember bullies and the ones that are very powerful or so we think, are the ones that are terrified of their power. Right. It's so backwards. Yeah. It's it's... so funny how our entire matrix that we live in holographically is always a flip. It's always a phantom. It's always a, it's a, it's a fake version thereof. And we never get that. So one of the things I used to teach my kids is, you know, if you're ever getting picked on, Mm -hmm. that's the person you should have compassion for. And of course, that doesn't go over. (laughs) It's like, whatever, mom, you know, but truly, that really crappy boss, Mm -hmm. that really overpowering ass of a partner, you know, all of those things are really calls for compassion. It's true. And when you think about all of that sits in your first three chakras, right? Mostly your belly. So when you, when you allow all of that, the, the, um, energy to sit there and you keep doing that behavior over and over and over, you're not going to find your heart love. You're not going to find the joy or the happiness. Well, you'll protect that heart chakra. It will oftentimes in energetic speak, it will have a shield on it. Yeah. It will have a concave to it. It yeah. will hold it hostage, etc. Um, additionally, energetically, you will find oftentimes this kind of energy will have tentacles. And so mm-hmm. if I've got this much power problems, my solar plexus, which is supposed to be housing my divine power, will drop down into the relationship chakra because it's all skewed to who's powerful in the relationship. This will oftentimes tentacle to the throat chakra, mm-hmm. because I'm not being heard and I'm not being valued and I'm not speaking up or I'm walking on eggshells and on and on and on. So we will oftentimes in the auric field and in the chakra system find tentacles in this kind of a energy mm-hmm. field that is wrapped. And oftentimes it will can wrap like a cocoon and I have no way to even find any power in my solar plexus because I just don't have any flow. You know? Right. And when you're, when you're looking at those kinds of uh, games that you play, like I'm withholding my love from you because you didn't do something I wanted today yeah. or I love you a lot today because you did you know something really great for me or the so all the manipulative weird. games that's not love no right and so you think it's love but it's not but you're protecting in your heart you know like you're just not letting anybody in because of fear yeah and that's But we really do 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 as humans believe mm-hmm. if you loved me enough you would have done the dishes Right. And you didn't do the dishes, so I'm not lovable. So now I'm going to be mean to you to prove that I'm more powerful than you. This right. is how stupid the energy games get. 
Yeah. And I was it's a master so at that in my 20s, man. I was like, you know, I could hold out on Chuck for weeks and not talk to him living under the same roof just to prove that I was more powerful when in essence I had no power at all. I mean, None. this is so backwards. It is very backwards, very backwards. and so unhealthy. It just, all of the disease that comes out of that is just <laughs> insane to me. But. And the funniest part is nobody maybe stops to think, huh, I might need some self-examination here on what true power right. is. And, and oh my goodness, maybe I could reach in and really tell him the truth. The truth is I'm sad. I feel left out. I feel not seen or heard when you don't do the dishes is really the truth. Yeah. You know, yeah. but God forbid we get to that point. It's right. easier to just keep them on eggshells for two weeks and be pissed and think I'm in charge and I'm in power. <laughs> it's so messy. It is messy. And it is a control thing. And, and it's, and it's all, all protective fake. because it's fake. It's you're, you think you're protecting yourself and you're not yeah. protecting yourself. You know, sometimes when we have these conversations, it just makes me laugh at how stupid we all are <laughs> as humans and species and bodies walking around. But then I sit there because everything's a pattern within a pattern within a pattern, right? And just because I was watching something on, I don't know, sci-fi or history channel last night on the cosmos and how big the world is and how our military hides everything from us, I sit there and I think, if we play these stupid power games as individuals and dorky little relationships, I don't even want to know what goes on behind closed doors in terms of militaristic levels of, you know, I mean, the cosmos or the world or the missiles or the, you know, I, I the alien. I don't, I don't even want to know at this point because it's just so. Oh, oh my gosh <laughs> talk about posturing right and oh. and lying and who's in charge and who's powerful and who isn't i mean that's why i just i pull back from every box every yeah. box these days it's just like you know that political year and in the pandemic year and the whole thing it's just like it's all just pomp and circumstance of ridiculousness it's, it is there is it no is. power there at all and then you're just sitting out enjoying the night sky and looking at the big dipper and there's like a whole that string of pa- oh yeah um satellites, satellites going through that were you know right through the bucket of the big dipper and you're like what is happening right now I that was understand. insane yeah. that was that was a crazy night for us and you don't know what's <laughs> up there we don't know anything mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just not worth you getting your stomach in a knot over that no. stuff either because they truly do believe that they're powerful mm-hmm. and in some kind of a concept of the word of power maybe that is a truth of sorts because they have the capacity to push a button or call Mm -hmm. this up or whatever but in the really big scheme of things nobody gets my power that's why that i am god i'm sovereign i am free on my arm is so powerful because no matter what you do to me you can beat me you can whip me you can hang me on the tree but you don't get me it's the jesus christ message in in my opinion is it is you know i am not about the biblical jesus christ message in any way shape or form at this point as much as i am you can you know whip me you can hang Mm -hmm. me on the tree you can beat me but you have nothing on me you have nothing on me i could get off this tree in 2.5 seconds and i and i'm doing this for whatever purpose is the message and by the way the message isn't even what you think it is nor is the situation situation and so those mysteries are what I live for in these days in Mm -hmm. terms of what is true power what is true energy yeah it's mystical it's changing yeah it's changing dramatically and when you're talking about um you know that it was Christian um it's not it's Buddhism too it's it's other religions same thing they've been teaching this for so long yep and and those lessons are 
are really good to understand. That's because they're the ancient know? mysteries. That is right. the ancient mystery so school. So when you go to the myth, they were mystical. Yes. You know, and, now, and then we turned them dogmatic. Right. <laughs> like, then we made uh, them like, then we made them a real person, a real story. And, and yeah. yeah. And yeah. money, po- politics yep. and money. But if we stay changed. with the mysticism mm-hmm. of... You know, this meat body we know is temporary. You Mm -hmm. know, we're sliding in on a crazy ride and we're sliding out just as fast and it really is quick in a blink of an eye kind of a thing Mm -hmm. and why we so worked up about it. And then you start to go, oh, wait, there's nothing that you can actually even do to me that takes that scope. Mm -hmm. And when somebody starts to really do their spiritual work and realizes how powerful they are, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's very difficult to remember that we're these little squished bodies right now because we aren't this. This is not it. Mm -hmm. We are so much larger. And it gets almost confusing in another whole scope because we are so big. Mm-hmm. And we are so limitless and we are so powerful. And then it's confusing to get back down into this 3D version and go, yeah, but I got to walk around in this thing. I know what my knees hurt. What's yeah. happening? Yeah. How do I fit? <laughs> how do I fit in this little meat and skeleton again? You know, yeah. so those are all really kind of balancing things that I think are 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 frustrating for some people, but they can also be um, I don't know, awe-inspiring and and just fun if you mm-hmm. don't need to know the answer. Well, and I, I think that what you're going back to examination of yourself and understanding what those things are, working to change those things, because you then become um, so much lighter in your energy and your body mm-hmm. that um, it you're, you look around and you see um, mystic everywhere, everywhere, magic, and you feel just, you know, the joy of right. little things. And everybody's sitting at the coffee shop bitching and you're looking at the window out there going, that's the most unbelievable butterfly ever. Do you guys not see that? Right. And they don't. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's true. again, it's all there in, mm-hmm. in everything, including even this podcast information. It's all personal choice. We all mm-hmm. get to choose. That is the birthright of the human. And we mm-hmm. all get to, in one shape or form, experience the consequences, good, bad, or ugly. And that's awesome. I mean, it really can be awesome. It absolutely is. Well, I think this one's been fascinating. Are you going to go out and get a psychic read? (laughs) Want me to to pull some tarot cards when we're done? (laughs) We should. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everybody, until next time, Cosmic Hugs. Thank you so much for listening. You'll hear from us again soon. And for any more information, please check out sworthly.com. Thanks. Thanks.